previously on the Infinite Escape Room. But that's out. Yeah. No, 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 no. Those are my spoon fingers. Yeah, you look at yourself and you're not a monkey. It's not really a border, is it? Hold on, I'm not done. Just let me die. Friends, Romans, quadrupeds, and peoples of the world, welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where a group of geographically diverse pals meet up, have a couple of drinks, and work together to solve a homemade escape room of the ears. This is Jamie, our captain speaking, and tonight I'm drinking a lovely Alska Nordic Berries from the Aldi Special Price Isle. It's fruity, and it's £1.39 a bottle. Oh, superb. Yummy. And on theme for tonight, as you will see, well, as on theme as I could get it, and locked in with me tonight are a duo of daring detectives. We have... Hi, I'm Chris. I'm drinking a decaf tea. Wonderful. For the patrons, I'm not really... Because I ran out, I drank it all before the show. Don't pull back Lies. the curtain, Chris. Lies and calumny. They're not allowed to know. <laughs> when we do the picture later, you're going to have to hold the empty mug up and just pretend. Just angle it in such a way that no one can see that it's completely empty. Well, don't, definitely don't angle it that way. Like that empty coffee cup bullshit that you see in sitcoms where they're all like walking yeah. around with yeah, coffee cups yeah, yeah, yeah. like just hey just, this is crazy yeah just put something yeah. in there that weighs anything just or, water yeah yeah that'll yeah. do pebbles i want someone to, yeah, i want to see I some I don't, do you keep pebbles on your desk is that is that a normal <laughs> no but i mean like <laughs> if you're working if you're working on a film set chris it wouldn't be unreasonable like they have all this other shit oh, okay, it wouldn't fair, be unreasonable fair. for that to have yeah. a little I'm, jar of pebbles I'm, to give the coffee yeah. cup some weight yeah I'm not going to go and find some pebbles for my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no dedication no, whatsoever. You should do that now. <laughs> Hello, I'm Tony, and I'm drinking a bottle of Cranbourne Poacher from the Badger Brewery. The bottle describes it as rich and fruity ruby ale, which is accurate. It's very seasonally appropriate, I would say. Sorry, I'm out of breath from running down the stairs and back up again. Fit. <laughs> do you know, I don't think I've ever had a ruby ale. Plenty of gold. It looks ones. like this. Ah, so it's not not just a clever name, Ruby by name, Ruby by nature. Yes, they tend to be quite sweet, um, okay. quite quite dark on the malt, but what not as bitter as a stout. They've got the richness, but not the the bitterness of a porter or a stout. What mm. was I tried last night? I tried a beer that was uh, it was too expensive to buy a pint of, but it was uh, <laughs> uh, it was like over a fiver for half a pint. Um, but it was like uh, a. a it was a stout, but it tasted like a Snickers bar. Oh, uh, oh sure. And in a good way? In, in a good way. Okay. The closest way I can I can kind of describe it is imagine a, like a liquidized uh, dark chocolate Snickers, because like, it had that bitterness from the stout. Um, and it, yeah, it was pretty good. Like, like I say, over 10 quid a pint, I was like... Just eat a Snickers and drink some regular beer. <laughs> eat a Snickers like, and have a Guinness. You just like and just swill it. And like chop a yeah. Snickers up until it's done. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, you could probably, like, if you blitzed a Snickers with some Guinness in, like, a good food processor, you could probably get something approaching that. I bet it would be good. Dear listeners, this podcast wouldn't be possible if not for the love and support of our wonderful army of patrons. You keep the lights on and you are very dear to my heart. And I'm glad I checked my script before I said that because I put a typo in there and it said dead to my heart. Like, ooh. <laughs> quickly change that. <laughs> and this week I'm going to give a special shout out to two of our wonderful patrons, Jade Shaw and Dave LeCompte. I love you both. I don't know who you are in real life, but I would like to 
guessed some things that I think might be true about you just from the, the just from looking at your names. So Jade Shaw has the ability to recognize any jingle from any advert from any decade, a very useful skill in any pub quiz. And Dave Lecomte has never been, been beaten and cannot be beaten in a staring contest. You will lose every time he will bore into your soul. Thanks to both of you and thanks to all of our Patreons for keeping us off the streets and on the air. And for as little as a pound a month, you can join their ranks in support of our little corner of the internet. Head on over to patreon.com slash the infinite escape room, where you can unlock bonus material and other perks that we don't show to the common folk. Like the unedited version of this episode, where Tony discovers that his neighbor could be murdering people and stuffing them in bins. It's possible. What's that about? Well, only one yeah. person. We've only got evidence for one. Just the one. You can't fit more than yeah. one person in a bin. Not a whole. So what is the infinite escape room? Well, it's much like the escape rooms you're used to seeing out in the real world, but instead of made of bricks and mortar, this one is made of the mind. It stretches across all known themes, dimensions, and multiverses. And because it's infinite, there is no end. Every room in the infinite escape room links wonderfully into the next in one big, never-ending escape experience adventure. Each week, one of us will present a part in the infinite escape room. This week, it's me. Well, the others will try to solve it. If they don't escape within the allotted time, then very unpleasant things will happen to them. And if they break anything they're not supposed to, they will lose their deposit, which this week is the relative privacy of your internet browser history. Now, we know that MI5 and the FBI know everything, but your loved ones and colleagues will see every sordid little secret that you have. The stakes have never been higher. That is troubling. (laughs) So, are we ready? Absolutely. I like your confidence. Then let's enter the Infinite Escape Room. Last time on the Infinite Escape Room. After swiftly solving Danny's mirrored conundrum, you step through a shimmering portal and briefly find yourself suspended in midair. Suddenly, gravity flips and you're dropped into the middle of a room that's almost pitch black. As your eyes adjust to the darkness, you can make out a huge cylindrical shape in the centre of the room, as well as strange shapes in the ceiling. Looking around in the darkness, waiting for your eyes to adjust a bit further, you can make out a small flicker of light coming from the corner to your right. As you approach the light, you can hear someone singing softly and hiccuping. You can see that the light is coming from a tall, lit advent calendar that's about two-thirds of the way through its length. The candle starts next to a half-empty bottle on top of a high table, which is next to a giant armchair. And in the flickering glow of the candle, you can see, sat in the armchair, is a small elf swaying from side to side with a half-filled mug in its hand. And the bells were ringing out for Christmas Day. And continues to hum softly while swigging and singing. What would you like to do? Can I sniff the bottle? Uh, you give the bottle a little bit of a sniff. It is very, very potent. And you look at the label, and it's got uh, written on the label, Jingle Bells, spelled G-I-N-G-L-E. Uh, yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case it wasn't hammered home enough. God. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's it's that's a Ben level pun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, can we have a look at the table? Uh, yep. Mm. You take a look at the table, and... You've got uh, this advent candle, uh, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, numbers 1 to 24, you assume we're on there. It's now burned down to around like the number 18. <laughs> and then you've got that uh, bottle of gin, jingle bells. And then next to that on the table, uh, next to the table, 
is this huge plush leather armchair in a deep dark red and a huge indentation in the seat that's perfectly shaped like a pair of ginormous ass cheeks. And then inside that, one of those indentations is the little Christmas elf. And uh, as you approach the table, the elf looks up at you and tries to focus his eyes on you um, and speaks. Oh, boss. <laughs> God. Oh, hello. How did you get here? Ah, oh, it doesn't matter. Nothing matters anymore. Once the fat man comes back and sees a workshop like this, we'll all be dead anyways. This hat doesn't stay on on top of the headphones. Yeah, for the for the benefit of the listeners, Jamie just disappeared off screen for quite a long time to put an elf hat on, uh, and I really appreciate that commitment to the bit. This is yeah, this is immersion. Yeah, there is some yeah 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, where are my manners? My name is Gunter. I am the head of engineering at the workshop. Uh, but we haven't been able to work ever since that asshole crinkly elf forgot to pay the gas bill. And now the furnace has gone out, the lights are off, the workshop is dead. All I have for light and warmth is this candle and this bottle of gin. If you want to live, I suggest you find a way to get the furnace working again. Herr North will be back from his weekly seal clubbing Pilates exercise in about 30 minutes, so you better hurry. <laughs> Jesus. And with that, Gunther slouches down in the chair and starts snoring, spilling gin all down him and the armchair. And so with a little bit of light that you have, uh, you can make out a few features around the room, as well as that giant cylinder in the centre and this armchair with the drunken elf. Uh, you can see that to the north of this room is a set of two doors, uh, to the west, you can make out the silhouette of a single door. To the south, you can see a sort of a, a giant circle embedded in the wall. And then to the southwest corner, you can see a sort of a large tree. And as Gunther said, you've got around 30 minutes before the big man himself comes back in and sees that you are two very naughty boys and you don't want that. Uh, your time starts now. Would we fail if I whacked Tony on the head, chopped his body up, and set it on fire with a candle? That's... I think you lose your deposit yeah. if you kill the other person. Yeah. Te technically, you would escape, but you would lose your deposit. Oh, I mean, it. do you want your browser history made public? Because mm. <laughs> they use that. They use that to pay for the litigate for the compensation that my wife would be claiming. Um, <laughs> she'll blackmail you. Garnished, garnished wages for the rest of your life. There's really not much in it. Anyone would find out. Oh. Right. Okay. So um, the furnace. Mm -hmm. I would like to take a closer look at it. I'm particularly looking for like. So did you say there were pipes going up to the ceiling? Uh, directions. Yes, it's got pipes snaking up into the ceiling across you know, the rest of the workshop, sort of disappearing into the walls. Uh, there's a large front panel that you can open, and there's also a large red button with the word Ignite stamped on it. And on the button is a post-note, a post-it note that reads, no gas, need another fuel source. Fuck you, Jeremy. And also you mentioned another elf. Was it Crinkle Elf? Is that uh, the same? Crinkly Elf is the one who forgot to pay the gas bill. Okay. Can we uh, go to that tree? Uh, yes. As you approach the tree, it's uh, one of those giant Norwegian pines uh, that stretches up floor to ceiling. It is huge. 
there are some very faint twinkling lights that run up and down the tree. Uh, they seem to be just powered by its own battery pack. They give off a sort of soft glow that allows you to see the rest of the tree. And it's kind of like filled with old traditional uh, trimmings, so nuts and berries, the odd bird's nest for flavor. Uh, but there are some ceramic ornaments, and all the ornaments that you see are ceramic pairs of letters. So from what you can see at the bottom of the, the tree, uh, you can see the pairs AZ, BY, CX, and DW. Uh, there are more ornaments further up the tree, uh, but you can't quite make them up because the tree is so fucking massive. Thought, okay, cool. Can we can we look at the circle on the south wall, please? Uh, yeah. Uh, as you approach the, the south wall, uh, that circle is actually a giant clock that takes up most of that wall. Uh, but instead of the numbers 1 through 12, you've got a sequence of letters going around the clock. Um, so, for example, the, instead of the number 12, you've got the letter J. There's only one hand on the clock, and it's currently pointing between the 11 o'clock position, where there's a letter D, and the 12 o'clock position, where there's a letter J. Um, as you, you look at it, the hand does appear to be movable. Okay, and uh, can we see the other letters on the clock? Uh, yeah, do you want to go clockwise or anti-clockwise? Clockwise, please. So at the 12 o'clock, you've got your, your J. Um, mm-hmm. After that, you've got F, then M, then A, M, J, J, A, S, O, N, D. S, O, N, D. Okay, cool. So that's months. Good to know. Uh, and you said the, the hands were pointing at the D and the J. It's sort of, top. yeah, there's, there's a single hand pointing between, the, oh, between the D and the J. Okay. Right, so that tells us that we are on the 18th of December. Good, okay. Um, door on the west wall, please. Can you tell me anything about that? So this is an old wooden door to the west uh, that seems to lead out of the room. Uh, but it does appear to be locked from the outside. You can't get it open at all. Uh, there is a little window, and through that window you can see a snowy landscape that's gripped in the middle of a blizzard. And also on that, on that door, uh, there is a knife stuck into the door frame with a piece of paper attached Ooh. to it. What does the uh, piece of paper read? Is there anything on there? Uh, so you take the knife out and look at the paper. It's a, it looks like it's a torn-off page of a, of a book or, or a diary. And you can see that it's a recipe. Uh, It says, uh, the title is St. Nick's Two-Year Hot Chocolate. Uh, So the recipe for St. Nick's Two-Year Hot Chocolate, because that's how we roll at the poll. This ancient recipe creates the perfect hot chocolate. The hands of time move slowly for this little festive treat. It's not one to be rushed. Be sure to stop and take a breather after each step. Plant cocoa beans in May. Harvest after three months, leave to dry for four months, combine with milk and festive spices, and stir continuously for three months. Simmer in pot for five months, let cool for three months. I ho-ho hope you enjoy it. I should have done that in a more santery voice, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fine. I think the ho- that, that, that pun at the end just sounds like you read it from a Christmas cracker joke, so that was absolutely yeah. perfect. Just pure disappointment. <laughs> um, cool. So, we... I assume we need to find some beans, some cocoa beans to plant somewhere, uh, and then we can use this clock on the wall to artificially mark with time. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, the double doors to the north. What's going on up there? Please. 
So, yeah, that, that door to the north is a set of large double doors uh, with two soot-stained windows, so you can't see through it. Uh, the doors are currently locked, but there doesn't appear to be any sort of keyhole or anything. Uh, and on one of the doors is a little access panel that reads, Naughty Storage Access. Uh, and there's a little LED display with a QWERTY keyboard underneath it. So we've got to get some fuel for the furnace. And yep. it looks like we also need to make... Uh, the two-year hot some hot chocolate. Yeah, yes. the core ones. <laughs> can I can I stick my head in a gas furnace, please? Yes, you can. But luckily, <laughs> because there's no gas, it's totally safe. Uh, there is nothing else inside that furnace. It is cold and empty. What a relief! I would like to type in on the naughty storage access keyboard, which is that's what we call Chris's internet history. The naughty storage. <laughs> um, that's what's at stake here. It's, yeah. I mean, it's very naughty, but, you know. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, okay. people, people can take a look. I yeah. um, can I type in Jeremy? Uh, you type in Jeremy into the, the keyboard, press enter, and it flashes red and says, incorrect. And then a second uh, set of text comes up afterwards and says, warning, three incorrect attempts will result in a five-minute cooldown. Oh, you'll be pissing me here, Jay. There is a password um, hint on the LED screen that you are free to use, ooh. should you wish. I mean, should we use the password yeah, hint? Yeah, yeah, use the password yeah. hint. Yeah. Uh, you tap it, and the password hint comes up and says, who is the naughtiest boy? Oh, okay, well, I think it's Crinkly Elf. I figured it was one of these two elves, because Crinkly Elf was is like a feckless shite who forgot to pay the gas bill. <laughs> Jeremy seems to be the object of someone's ire. Because they wrote, did it say "fuck you, Jeremy"? It did, yes. Yeah. So I guess should we try Crinkly Elf? Yep. Yeah. Uh, you're typing Crinkly Elf. It flashes red and says incorrect, and then flashes warning: two attempts remaining. Oh god. All right. Well, let's come back to that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Let's give it a second. Um, uh, the notes that we've got: the one that had the knife in it on the door for the recipe, the the one about Jeremy on the furnace. The was there a piece of paper on the table? No. No. Can we just look at the backs of them? Uh, yep, there's nothing on the back of the of the okay. recipe paper or the sticky note or anything like that. And if being on this podcast for several years now has taught me anything, can we look at the bottom of the table? Uh, there's nothing <laughs> under the table that seems important. Just checking. Uh, is the tree climbable? You can certainly give it a go. Uh, I think you're going to roll for climbing this, this tree, Tony. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, you get up on you get up on Chris's shoulders. It gives you a little bit of a boost. Yeah, um, yeah. and you can make out the rest of the ceramic uh, ornaments on the tree. Yeah. So, the Are first they also four, the alphabet going in opposite directions. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> okay. Oh, so I wonder if it's going to be the naughtiest elf, but with the letters the wrong way round, like the 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 opposite the letters from the opposite end of the alphabet. Yeah, this is the cipher, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, if we were doing, is Crinkly with a C or a K? Um, it's with a C. Okay. So that would mean uh, I've got X I R M P O V B. If I misspelled Crinkly. So, do we want to just try this? Just Crinkly. Yeah, yeah. So you put that into the naughty storage access panel and. It, will, it won't let you submit it. And it comes up with a little um, information icon saying, this is not a name. Have we just made the mistake and um, we should just put Crinkly in? Yeah, you're right. Let's do Crinkly Elf as the, in, in the cipher. Okay. Yeah. 
So X-I-R-M-P-O-B-V-O-U. Okay. As you type that into the access panel, again, the same information pop-up. Uh, this is not a name. So we're, I mean, it seems like Crinkly Elf, Crinkly Elf is the naughtiest elf. But Which, which note tried, was that from again? Or So it was like the first elf, or the first note said that Crinkly Elf forgot to pay the gas bill. I wonder if, is, do you think Jeremy and Crinkly Elf are the same person? Is it Jeremy Crinkly? Hmm, or it could just be the Jeremy. Like, have we gotten the, the, the elf confused? Is it Jeremy that's the naughty elf? We could just try Jeremy. We did try. I think Jeremy was the first thing we tried. Uh, wasn't it? it was, yeah. Yeah. Because it's not taking these back to front letters. Yeah. As you as you try them in, you, you get the sense that it's it's less that 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 they're not the people, but just because it's a string of random letters, it's not accepting those. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've got to find the right name. Have we missed okay. a name somewhere? What about the elf in the chair? Do we get a name for him? Gunther, yes. We could try Gunther. Oh, uh, yeah, go on then. <laughs> uh, so you type in Gunther into the keypad. It flashes up red and says, incorrect. You have one attempt remaining before five-minute cool then. <laughs> well, these are the only elf names we've got, right? Jeremy, Crinkly, and Gunther. Oh, yeah. you mentioned a head of engineering. Was that that, that is Gunther is oh, the, head of the head of engineering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Those are all the elf names that you've been given. Right, so now that that phrasing tells us very little about whether or not we've found them all. Okay, that yeah. th those are all the elf names that there are that I've made up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we've reached the limit of elf naming. All elves are called one of these three things. Um so we've tried Jeremy, we've tried Crinkly, and we've tried Gunther, and none of them worked. Nope. Mm -hmm. That troubles me. <laughs> uh you are about halfway through. Do we want to try and put some of the tree in the furnace and light it with the candle? Yeah, sure. And the gin? Yeah. Is that possible? Uh, you cannot get the tree down without breaking it. And that's a deposit offence. Is there any, like, anything like like fallen branches and stuff on the floor around it? No. It's surprisingly sturdy, these Norwegian no. pines. They, uh, okay. they don't, don't snap <laughs> easily. Hmm. And every time you try to attempt it, Gunther wakes up momentarily, shouts, Nine! and then falls asleep again. <laughs> I'm very confused by the, like, uh, the nationality of... Is Gunther a, an immigrant? Is, is Gunther moved from Germany to North Norway? Gun Gunther's just an elf. That's how they talk. Okay, fine. <laughs> Big angry German. Understood. Um, so we've got a cipher. We've got three names, none of which work. And apparently putting in the cipher names doesn't work. I mean, we could try Jeremy through the cipher, but that doesn't look like it's anything. That would start with a Q. So. Oh, so yeah, has every has anything... Do any of the names cipher to something sensible? Um, I have complete faith in you. I will, I will say that you are currently focusing on the wrong thing. We, I, I was trying to find some cocoa beans. Do you think there's somewhere we haven't searched that might have cocoa beans? You have everything you need. Oh, okay. Um, the baubles, does it seem like there's anything inside them? There are no baubles, just those ceramic pairs of letters. Nothing else. Oh, I see that right. Can you letters. go over what we've got again? Just in case I've missed something. Like, do we have any cocoa beans or, or were there any cocoa plants around? Uh, no, no, no cocoa at all in this building as far as you can see. Why don't we why don't we advance the clock hand to May 
and see if anything happens. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Let's do that. Right, so we want to move the clock hand to the second M, please. Okay, you move it to the second M, it goes... And you can sort of hear gears behind the clock turning as you do it, or like a steampunk kind of thing. But nothing happens when we get to map. Yeah, you clicked it to the M. Nothing has happened, but you can move the hand around. Can we then move the handle to August? I think that is right. To August? Nothing happens. And then on to December. Yeah. Move the hand to December. Four. And then another three forwards. So March. You move the hand to March. Again. And then August. And then August. Move to August again. November. So can we move it to November, please? Uh, Yeah. So in turn, you move eat the hand to M-A-D-M-A-N. As you land on each letter, there's a little click. And after it lands uh-huh. on November, you hear a loud grinding of cogs and gears. The large clock face pops open and swings outward like a vault door. And as you look inside, you see a small secret room hidden behind the clock Ooh. face. And above the threshold is a sign that says, Judgment Room. <laughs> Tony, do you want to go in first? <laughs> sure. Just, just to be clear, those letters spelled out the word madman. Yes. M-A-D-M-A-N. Um... So there's a little room that says Judgment Room. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy to clamber in there and see what's in there. Cool. Sure. Uh, so it's a, yeah. a small side room that contains um, a wooden stool and a little wooden side table. Um, on the table itself is an empty mug that's spilled that presumably had hot chocolate in it. Uh, there's an old torn rag. And there's also the torn page of a book that I will paste into the chat for you. And uh, this will be in the show notes for the listeners as well. This page says, ah, okay, here we go. So it's got two facing pages. Yes. The one on the left says super nice with an arrow pointing right, up okay. and then a long series of names of, uh, I believe, patrons uh, for the show. And then uh, the list on the right says super naughty with an arrow pointing down and a bunch of what look like nonsense letters. So the bottom of these, I would assume, is the naughtiest. Oh. What? I'm a software engineer, and and trying to get sorting logic the right way around is always fucking annoying. (laughs) Sending or descending. That's descending. So the problem is whether or not the page is a score of naughtiness. So if it's a score of naughtiness, then the top should be the most naughty. Yes. But but equally so, the arrow shape kind of makes you think... Confuses matters. Yeah. Yeah. Like you would... Because if you were to look at this as one continuous list you would have the nicest person on the left and the naughtiest person at the bottom on the right like yeah okay let's go with that let's go yeah. with that i'll, I'll uh I'll work. <laughs> good logic it's a gamble and yeah, i hope yeah. that jamie's just going to be kind to us if we'd have fucked up and just say <laughs> yes that's correct you yeah, have yeah, seven right. minutes remaining uh, so yeah yeah okay so <laughs> J, uh, and then z is a, a and then n is m so i think we're looking at um, james yep james and then what's the second name the second uh, name is uh, C- X, so that's C uh, L O uh, R C O R D. Oh, James Corden. <laughs> he is a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, James uh, Corden. Pop it in. Come at me, Corden, you toilet man. You type James Corden into the naughty storage access panel. 
It flashes green and both doors <laughs> open and a cascade of coal comes rushing out like the yes. elevator scene in The Shining. James Corden has been a very, very naughty boy. You now have a metric fuck ton of coal. So can we quickly uh, grab as much coal as possible and chuck it into the furnace? Uh, yeah, you stuff as much as you can. Yeah. The, the furnace is now packed with coal. And light it with the was it the alcohol and the 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 gin and the, the candle, yeah the gin yeah. and the candle uh, yeah so you douse uh, the the coal with the gin and you're gonna lob the advent candle into the middle of the furnace. I wasn't gonna lob it. I just don't want to risk it. I'm more yeah, yeah gently carefully. light the gin <laughs> <laughs> while holding my hand up in front of my face. Nervously. All my failed barbecues are coming back to haunt me right now. <laughs> okay. Who needs eyebrows? Really? Like yeah, so you. Pour the gin all over the the coal, and I suppose like one of you is holding the door, and then one of you is get the candle ready to try and like synchronize your movements to make sure you don't get your eyebrows burnt off. Three, two, one, <laughs> <laughs> and as you do so, the coal ignites very quickly, and you immediately feel the warmth coming from the furnace. Then you start to see the clanking of the metal pipes above you, and then suddenly the lights come on. You can hear in the distance the sound of the machines waking up and the raucous cheer of elves, who for some reason are all called either Jeremy, Gunther or Crinkly. Hooray! <laughs> After a few seconds, you hear a key turn in the lock from the door outside. The door bursts open and in walks the man himself. Oh, Santa Claus, bedecked in big black boots and a fur-trimmed red winter coat that's stained with seal blood. Santa glances around the room, hears the sound of the machines whirring in the distance and smiles. Well done, Gunther. Looks like Christmas isn't cancelled after all. Gunther tries to snap to attention and immediately goes arse over tit in the armchair. Santa walks over to the naughty and nice list, draws a long quill pen from his robes and adds your names to the top of the nice list. Aww. He then hands you an ornate brass key. Mm. You puzzlers have had a busy year. I think it's time you had a little break. Here's the key to my personal cabin just up the hill. Merry Christmas. He snaps his fingers and the blizzard outside suddenly stops, revealing clear skies and just a few hundred meters away, a small log cabin with smoke coming out of the chimney gently. You step out into the winter air, which is actually quite pleasant, and begin your climb up towards some much needed rest and relaxation. To be continued, and you have solved my puzzle. Congratulations. Hooray! Yay! I didn't think we were going to do that. Thank you, that was good. That was, that was really, really good. Yeah, I was really... When you said you've got seven minutes left and we were both like, oof. What the hell is going on? <laughs> I was genuinely concerned. And yeah, I, when yeah. I ended up with like two full A4 pages of notes as to all the stuff we had, I was like, where... <laughs> what is... Yeah, what is going on? Uh, that was... Yeah. Uh, I was that was a really good one though it I was that. it was a good puzzle uh, thank you yeah, you you did really well um, I did get worried when you were so focused on getting every name <laughs> of every variation into that thing yeah well and also we were we were trying to find beans for a long time as well when in fact oh, we didn't yeah. have to make the cho hot chocolate yeah. we just had to move the clock yeah yeah. I tried to allied proof the uh, the lock the, the, the <laughs> access panel just in case he started to go right let's just try every name from A to Z yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron Aronson no right Aaron B. Aronson fuck <laughs> Aaron the Aardvark <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I didn't I, I didn't quite know how you would um, light the, the candle I'm glad you added the gin because I put it, that in at the very end of doing the puzzle mm. thinking oh they're going to need something to mm. I did leave a little rag in the 
the side table oh, in yeah. case you wanted to make a Molotov cocktail. That's a rag. But I think he went with the... Also a good idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other names that were on that naughty list, um, the, the yes. cipher names. So the first one was Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you had J.K. Rowling. Yep. Then sure. Elon Musk. Uh, then Jeremy Hunt. And then James uh, Gordon. I'm... I'm, I, uh, I think my my ordering would be slightly different there, but uh, but yeah. Oh yeah, that's not my personal. They're all shitheads. That's not my not my personal order. That's Santa's. That's Santa's yeah. ordering. <laughs> yeah, Santa's got a weird system where just okay. being being a bit of a prick is like way worse than inciting you know riots and rampant transphobia. <laughs> right. Okay. Being, yeah, this I was going to say being yeah. being nasty to service staff in every restaurant and airplane you've ever been on is worse than being a massive. That, that's 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 what makes you on top of Santa's shit list. Uh, would you like to hear the the ending if you had run out of time? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, so the furnace isn't lit and you've run out of your 30 minutes. You hear the sound of a key being turned in the lock of the exit door. Gunther suddenly wakes up with a start and starts sobbing. Oh, nine, he's here. We're all fucked. The door bursts open and in walks the man himself. Santa Claus bedecked in big black boots and a fur-trimmed red winter coat that's stained with blood. He glances around the dark, cold room and his gaze locks onto you before turning his attention to the elf. You never failed to disappoint me, Gunther. Not only have you failed to restore the workshop, but you bring outsiders into our realm. You just cannot get the staff. He reaches into his robes and pulls out a harpoon. Elon was right. Mass layoffs is the only way to keep the ants in line. Wow. As, as he walks towards Gunther, harpoon pointed at his little elf head, you take your chances and dart through the open door. The blizzard is howling and you can't see very far. But as you trudge through the snow, you see at the top of a small hill the lights of a log cabin. Thinking back over the past year, all the near-death experiences you've had and the fact that you're now almost harpooned by Santa Claus, you decide fuck this for a game of soldiers and head towards the cabin for some much-needed break from all this puzzling nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Strangely, Santa has a lot in common with Elon Musk, like you know, making employees work extended hours, especially at busy times. Yeah. A similar work ethic, making them making them sleep in the office. Like it's, um, yeah, yeah. Um, don't let the communist colours fool you. He's a capitalist through and through. <laughs> That's well. I mean, the Republican Party's colour is red in the US. Oh shit! Yeah, get that. Uh, you did well. I I initially put a ladder in that side room so you could climb up the ladder to get to the top the top part of the tree to get the rest of the cipher. Oh, sure. But A, you'd already figured out what the cipher was by the first couple of letters. And B, yeah, kudos to you for getting the props to just climb the fucking tree. (laughs) Well, you said A, B, Y. That's fair, yeah. That's true. Chris was... Chris was my hairy man just, ladder. Um, <laughs> I suppose, I, yeah, if, you, if you can't bring it, regret down, that just, series. Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, yeah, you said you said A Z B Y, and I've done I've done enough like I've set enough basic programming questions for interviews that involve like, oh, uh, stuff. Nice. That was like okay, I know where this is going. Easy. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks very much for listening. Don't forget you can subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts from, as well as on our website, theinfiniteescaperoom.com. We're also on the bloody social media, innit? Just search for The Infinite Escape Room on Facebook and Instagram, and we're at Tia underscore podcast on Twitter. That's Tia as in the tears of a cake, not the tears of a clone. 
If you enjoyed listening to this episode, then please consider leaving us a review on your podcast app of choice. It really is a massive help in helping us reach new listeners. And as I mentioned earlier, you can also support us on Patreon. For as little as one Sovereign of the Realm each month, you can get tasty perks like early access to episodes before the release to the public. You can get your name yelled out on the show and I'll make up an obscure fact about your personal life. And you can also get access to our Discord community. We love you lots and we'll see you next week on the Infinite Escape Room. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.